0: Let's talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how payday can come every day by entering their contests with huge cash prizes up for grabs. This week is jam-packed with action ranging from basketball to golf, hockey, and DraftKings has plenty of ways for you to have a front row seat to all the action. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with DraftKings lineup on the line. It's simple, each player has a salary associated with drafting them. Assemble a lineup of players while staying under the salary cap and then sit back and watch your points pile up. Now that you know how to play, Download the DraftKings app and sign up using promo code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit. Again, that's promo code THPN only at DraftKings. Minimum $5. Deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details.
1: Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League, every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective, with pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron.
2: Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Sunday, February 28th. Ian Cameron and Alex B. Smith along for the ride to break down a short Sunday NHL slate. As of this recording, we already have one game in progress, one game uh, already underway between the Boston Bruins and the New York Rangers, the NBC game uh, on this Sunday. Uh, I think all of us in some fashion either bet or lean toward Boston in regulation uh, in this game. I know I have a couple bucks on it, even though it's not really an official uh, play for me uh, sprinkled on it. Didn't feel great about the value. I mean, it was minus one ten in that game, uh, but obviously Bruce Cassidy pretty critical, Brad Marchand pretty critical uh, of his teams la- of their teams last two performances against the Islanders and the Rangers. You would think they'll play a little bit better. We'll see. That game just underway now. Uh, we'll move on now to the rest of the card. The rest of the games three p.m. Eastern and onward. We'll start with the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Nashville Predators. Nashville minus one thirty home favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets could not find uh, any offense whatsoever uh, yesterday against the uh, Nashville Predators. A tough loss, 2-1 uh, into the Preds uh, in that game. Nashville, picking it up a little bit. I don't think you want to go crazy that, whoa, Nashville's red hot, but have started to play at least a little bit better. You know, three of their last four games they've won. Um, we'll see how it goes here in this one uh, against Columbus. Uh, obviously I think a lot of us liked the jackets yesterday and, uh, they, uh, took the, uh, we took the brunt of it, uh, thanks to them in that one. But you look at back to back stats, Nashville hasn't been great. Just one and two on back to backs. Columbus is actually two and one Nashville's not done any kind of good job winning consecutive games against the same team. That's been something that has completely, completely been, uh, impossible for this Predators team to do. I don't know if it's lack of focus. I don't know if it's just they're not good enough to play just as well the next game. Uh, That's probably what what it is more than anything. Uh, But they just haven't had a very good track record of being able to beat that same team twice in a row. Uh, Matias Atcombe, certainly a guy that they're happy to have back in the lineup. I don't know if they envisioned him to score two goals. Yesterday for the Nashville Predators in his return, but uh, definitely uh, getting him back on the blue line helps this team a little bit. Columbus is going to be looking to shake up their uh, forward group going into this game. Looks like uh, John Tortorella going to have Le- Patrick Lyon, a Nick Felino, Oliver Bjorkstrand on the top line. Boone Jenner, Jack Roslevic, Cam Atkinson on the second line. Uh, And uh, bumping Alexander Tessier down to the third line. I actually like what Tortorella's doing here because Tessier's been kind of a disappointment. Not kind of, he has been. Uh, They need a lot more out of him offensively. They just haven't gotten it here uh, in this game. Goaltending, we're not sure who's going to be in net because we know uh, for the uh, Jackets, Merzlikens is on the IR. So you're looking at uh, Vinay uh, Bevelinen potentially uh, in net here for the Jackets. I don't know if they'll go that route. Corpus Allo has started back-to-back games before. You, I would think that's probably where Torts goes from a goaltending standpoint. Saros yesterday uh, in net for the Predators. So do we see Pekka Rene today? Perhaps. I'm going uh, I'm, I'm to go on to Columbus one more time here. I know they've driven me nuts lately. I understand that. But they've had better back-to-back numbers than Nashville this year. Nashville's not shown any sort of ability to w- win multiple games against the same team. Uh, granted, they are playing better and you could say, yeah, Columbus is definitely in a bit of a funk right now, but I like the line adjustments that Torts has made. I think it's gonna I think putting Lion A with a guy like Felino, the guy that can do the physical work, free up the puck, get time and space for his line mates, that I think could be something that works pretty well for Columbus here today and moving forward if uh, Tortorella sticks with those lines. So I'm going to go with Columbus here one more time, even though they've uh, uh, been a frustrating team to back a couple of times for me this week. But for me, one more time, let's go back to the well. Uh, Blue Jackets here at plus 115. Alex, what's your thoughts here Columbus Nashville? Yeah, I'm staying
1: far away from this game. They like I've been on Columbus uh, in the last two contests and uh, they just completely fallen flat. They've lost six of the last seven games now. Uh, like you said, yeah, they need to shake some things up, but uh, I feel like, you know, the spark that we saw from, Roslovic and, and Laine, you know, it's kind of settled, uh, you know, fizzled out a little bit. He says, now they're going to try and make some changes. But I don't think, you know, that should be enough to beat this Nashville team. Still not high on them at, at all. It wasn't like they had a, a dominating performance uh, in, in that 2-1 win. Like I said, most of in most of their victories this year haven't been dominant performances uh, since going back to early in the season. But this is just one of those games I'm definitely just going to, you know, not look at anything. Uh, maybe take a shot in game. This is a, a national game beyond be on the NHL Network here. In the U.S., but uh, more than likely, I'm just going to stay off it the whole time.
2: All right, so a pass for uh, Alex in that one. Yeah, when you look at uh, these uh, uh, two teams here, uh, I'm going to just bring it up here. I like always like to look. You know, the post-mortem, especially when you've got these games where you've got uh, teams that are playing each other uh, essentially for the uh, second straight day. You always like to go back and see just how the flow of play was uh, in the previous game. What, uh, which between these two teams was on a Saturday afternoon? Uh, so when you look at it from in terms of Columbus Nashville yesterday, uh, there's no doubt Columbus uh, in that game probably deserved a little bit of a better fate because they lost two one, but a go- expected goal margin in their favor, high danger chances in Columbus's favor uh, in that game. That's that's what got me to Columbus today. You know, I'm not in love with trusting them either because they've, you know, they've burned me a couple times. But when I looked at yesterday's game and you dig into the really advanced numbers like the expected goal margin and like high danger chances, Columbus generated more than Nashville yesterday despite the 2-1 loss. They had the expected goal margin advantage in that game despite the 2-1 loss. And what that means with the expected goal margin is based on the quality of chances both teams got, that's what it's about based on the quality chances that both teams got Columbus probably should have scored more goals than Nashville yesterday it didn't that's not how hockey works though uh, we know that all too well uh, Nashville ended up getting the victory uh, but just something to look at and i find the especially with these teams playing each other again and again you'll see that uh, i like to back the team that had those better Numbers in those expected goals categories and high danger categories when they lost the previous game kind of tells you that they deserved a better fate and are more than capable of bouncing back and winning the rematch. And hopefully, we see that today with Columbus. Uh, next game Philadelphia Buffalo. I don't know if Buffalo is capable of uh, bouncing back and winning this rematch. Uh, we've got the Flyers minus 165 to minus 170 uh, road favorites, total five and a half here. Uh, Slightly shaded to the over uh, in this game here. I mean, for the Buffalo Sabres, it was just another dreadful uh, game for them yesterday uh, against the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. A Philly team that we talked about going into that game against the uh, Sabres yesterday, getting healthier. You know, confidence coming back. They're getting a lot of their artillery back in the lineup. Scott Lawton, Oscar Lindblom, Jacob Voracek. Those are the three guys that came back yesterday. They all got on the score sheet. Lawton scored. Lindblom and Voracek each had an assist. Uh, so, again, you've got a Philly team that's much closer uh, to full strength now uh, that's going to help them moving forward. And still going into today, no changes. The only – really the only main contributor to this Philadelphia Flyers team that's still out is Travis Konechny. Uh He is still on uh, the reserve list. Other than that, everybody's accounted for and everybody's back in the lineup for Alain Vigneault and this Philadelphia Flyers team. Uh, Brian Elliott, very good in net yesterday. Uh, they're going to rest him today. It'll be Carter Hart uh, getting the uh, nod in goal for the uh, Flyers uh, against the Sabres. What Buffalo does for their goaltending is going to be very interesting. We know Linus Allmark is out indefinitely, and we know Carter Hutton started yesterday. Uh, and we have a Bruins goal against the Rangers, by the way, one nothing for Boston uh, against New York. They just took the lead. Uh, but, yeah, it was Carter Hutton in net for the uh, Sabres in the Saturday game against the Flyers do they come back with Carter Hutton in, on Sunday's game here? Or do they go with Jonas Johansson uh, in net, who would get the start here for the uh, Buffalo Sabres? When you look at Johansson, he really hasn't played that much. Uh, he's only action this season. He stopped eight of nine shots, replacing Carter Hutton when he got injured back on January 19th. And actually, that was a game against Philadelphia uh, as well. So that's about it. So he hasn't even started a game yet this year. He's come in in relief but he hasn't started a full game yet. So the bottom line is I don't like Hutton and his game. You know, I think he he was not very good at a couple of those goals yesterday, kind of going through him, stuff you don't like to see. And if it is Johansson today for the Sabres, you know, the guy that hasn't started a game yet, can you really think he's going to, can you really firmly say with confidence, oh, this guy's going to really shut the door today. Uh, I'm not so sure about that. I cashed with Philly in regulation yesterday. I'm going to go back to that very same bet today. I just think, you know, they've now got their guys back, except Konechny, but everybody else back and the Buffalo Sabres. And no, Eichel probably again today as well for the uh, Buffalo Sabres at this point in time. He is uh, day to day. uh, I haven't ruled him out completely, but the fact he didn't play yesterday has me thinking there's probably not a good chance he he plays today uh, in this game either. So, Philly in regulation is right around that same price it was yesterday, around minus 110 in this game, that's probably the way I would go. Uh, and just expect the uh, Flyers, the better hockey team, to beat a team that's just struggling and can't get out of their own way. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Flyers versus Sabres?
1: Yeah, I was on it yesterday, and I'm going to go right back to it as well. Like you mentioned, uh, Buffalo's in a world of trouble without Eichel. Uh, you know, he's obviously you know the, the key focus and leader of, the, of that that team. Uh, having him day-to-day, like I said, you know, things weren't going well when he was in the lineup uh, beforehand. And then you add the fact that all uh, markets out, uh, It said, at least a month from what I was reading. Uh, so now your best goaltender and your best scorer out, that, that just spells doom for Buffalo right now. Like I said, Philly's getting guys back healthy. They're 8-2-1 and one this season as a favorite. Uh, so like I said, we can knock that price down 40, 50 cents and grab them, uh, you know, at a pick em range. Definitely want to go with that. Uh, but uh, one thing about Jonas Johansson, looking at his, his numbers, From last year in Rochester, the AHL, and even the year before, he's in the East Coast League with Cincinnati. He's actually put up some uh, fairly decent numbers. He went 14-4-3 with the 2.28 goals against in Rochester last year. So he's a guy that, you know, might actually throw a wrinkle in some plans if we see him start. uh, Eventually, we're probably going to see him start within this month, obviously, with Omar being out. Uh, if you know, teams don't really have a book on him, he could steal a win or two potentially. But uh, even if he plays in this one, I don't think this will be the game for I think this will be a
2: time where uh, Philly will be able to light the lamp. So I right, hate the Flyers in regulation. Yeah, and Buffalo's got issues. I mean, the Jeff Skinner, Skinner benching, even though he was back in the game yesterday, caused a ruckus within the organization. Uh, they're, they're, and they're just not getting enough from some high-priced talent. Skinner's won. Taylor Hall, I mean, they've gotten bubkiss essentially from him this season uh, one goal uh, that's not good that's definitely not what you want to see uh, from a guy that you brought in here in the offseason uh, as a free agent uh, Eric Stahl had a nice start to the season he's cooled off you know it, it's just there's a lot of players you could point to I mean thank goodness for Sam Reinhart and for Victor Olofson. Uh they're the guys that have kept the uh, offense afloat here uh, for the Buffalo Sabres this year and the power play has their five on five offense really hasn't been all that great but they've They've really had a good power play at times this year, and that's what's really been the catalyst for any goal-scoring production this team has had uh, this season. Uh, the, uh, the next game, also an afternoon game, also a 3 o'clock game. We've got a trifecta of games at 3 p.m. Eastern this afternoon. Washington Capitals, New Jersey Devils. We've got Washington about minus 140 uh, road favorites here in Jersey, total six across the board here. Uh, the New Jersey Devils, just a dreadful start. And although they played better and although they really took the game to the Capitals as it went on, you just can't dig yourself that big of a hole and expect to get out of it. Uh, and New Jersey found that out the hard way in that uh, loss yesterday to the uh, Washington Capitals. They'll look to bounce back here this afternoon uh, against uh, the Capitals this time around. Will they be bouncing back with the Nico Heashier on the ice uh, is a question. He took a puck to the face yesterday in the game against the uh, Capitals, uh, exited the game. Lindy Ruff saying after the game, he's not sure how severe it is, just did not really give any indication one way or the other if he's going to be day-to-day out out for a period of time. But looks like it's day-to-day right now for him. We'll see if uh, the newly minted captain of the Devils uh, is able to be uh, in action and in the lineup today for them uh, against Washington. Certainly that would help. I'm leaning over the total in this game. These two teams have played overs against each other head-to-head. Another over yesterday, the game last Sunday, uh, which was on in, on NBC from Washington. Uh, that game went over the total as well. Uh, and you look at the goaltending matchup here. You could be looking at Ilya Samsonov in goal for Washington for the first time in forever. Not for sure. But you could see him back. And for New Jersey, you might be looking at Farmer in the Dell because of the fact that we saw Mac Blackwood yesterday get the start against Washington. And uh, Aaron Dell's, you know, journeyman backup is what he – now he played pretty good actually against Washington last week. But the longer that game went on, Capitals started to find some holes – Started to figure them out. So if we get a Dell versus Rusty Samsonov, even if we get Dell versus Vanacek, and they go back to him again today, I think we'll see both teams find the back of the net. I'm going to go over six here, minus 120 with the Capitals and Devils. Uh, Alex, what's your take here on this one with uh, Washington and New Jersey?
1: Yeah, just a, a lean here with Washington and regulation. They've won seven of the last 10 meetings here. Uh, he said pick up the 5-2 win. Uh, last night and this is just uh you know a devil's team like you said they they still got a lot of things they have to figure out where washington it was just a matter of getting back in rhythm after you know having the at the time off with the you know the COVID issues and different things uh he said their goaltending still uh issue like said with uh samsonov it'll be interesting to see you know uh how they get their rotation off you know fully formed as far as the net goes moving forward but this would be a good game here uh to kind of test that thing out and then just like I said. I just don't trust New Jersey uh, really, you know, and even with the over, I I worry about them because they've they've gone over, but it was mostly Washington doing the heavy lifting in that. I I worry about them having to try to score, you know, three or more goals in a game. So
2: it's just a lean with Washington and regulation. All right, lean to the caps and regulation for Alex uh, in that game. Uh, On we go, Pittsburgh, New York Islanders. We've got the Islanders minus 110 to minus 115 home favorites, five and a half the total in this one. You know, it's now been a couple weeks, like I said, we've talked about this multiple times here on the Ice Guys show, about the front office shakeup in Pittsburgh. Uh, Brian Burke, now the president of hockey operations, uh, and then you had uh, Ron Hextall brought in as the GM, and I think since that time, this team has lost, I think, just once uh, over that span. So this is a Pittsburgh, and they found a way to rally from behind. It's not easy to come back from a deficit against this Islanders team, not the way they're structured defensively, and not the way they play Tight, sound defensive hockey under Barry Trotz, but give the Pittsburgh uh, Penguins a lot of credit. Came back, uh, forced overtime, and then won the game uh, in overtime by a score of 4-3. to Uh, So the Pittsburgh Penguins, not a team I'm in a rush to go against here. I know the Islanders are now the team that's in the uh, revenge situation, I guess you could say here, in the back-to-back against Pittsburgh here, but uh, the Penguins are definitely uh, looking to put that foot forward and that message to you know, the new brass that, Hey, we think we're a playoff team. We want another shot at, you know, a b- b- not only being a playoff team, but maybe making a run in the playoffs uh, with this core group, Crosby, Malkin, who's played better lately as well. Uh, and Letang. Uh, so it's a team that's playing with a lot of purpose right now. Uh, and that's a pretty dangerous, uh, a pretty dangerous thing right now for uh, opposing teams. Uh, you know, Sidney Crosby uh, scoring the goal, uh, <clears throat> you know, looking at this, you uh, Pittsburgh team, he's played a lot better and bounced back uh, as of late as well for this uh, Pittsburgh team. Um, just a lot of good vibes from them. They've played better defensively as well. You know, that's been part of the, uh, the, the the reason for optimism. You know, Tristan Jari sort of settled in after a rough start. Defensively, they've played at least a little bit better. I still don't think they're great by any stretch on, on the defensive end, but they were a nightmare at the beginning of the season, and they've definitely made strides from that point on. Uh, These two teams have trended over the total uh, a lot, and that's the lean for me in this game is over five and a half. From a goaltending situation, Casey DeSmith is going to be in net for the Penguins. He hasn't played in a while. His numbers are okay. They're not spectacular. Uh, A sub-900 save percentage uh, this season for uh, DeSmith uh, coming into this game, which is nothing all that great. It was Varlamov last night. It could be Ilya Sorokin tonight. Same thing with him. I mean, certainly a guy with a lot of potential, high upside but kind of struggled to be consistent here in his opening salvo in the NHL. So you got two goalies that not exactly locked down potentially by any stretch of the imagination. Like I said, we've seen these two teams, oddly enough, trend over the total. I think one of their games, the one before last night's game, stayed under. Other than that, it's been pretty heavy to the over these two teams. The total's only five and a half. Uh, That would be the way I would lean here over this total here with the uh, Penguins and Islanders. Alex, anything for you here with Pittsburgh and the Islanders?
1: Just to lean with the regulation draw, we saw them go in the overtime uh, last game, and, and now it's been five of the last eight meetings uh, between the two teams that have gone in the overtime, and then of the three that didn't, two of those were games that were you know decided by one goal. So uh, they've played each other super tight. Like I said, whether it's low scoring or high scoring, uh, they always kind of keep pace with one another. Casey DeSmith, he is 3-0 and uh, against the Islanders. Like I said, the last start he got was a win against the Islanders. He made 26 saves. Uh, facing 29 shots. The game also going into overtime actually was a shootout win uh, for the Penguins. Like you said, they're moving, you know, uh, well and, and kind of getting things a little bit back in order. But uh, And as mentioned in the chat room, the Islanders have done very well under Trotz, uh in the second of, of back-to-back games, 18-3-2 uh, since trots got yeah. to Long Island. So, uh, like you said, the, the, the sides cancel each other out for me. It would just be a lean toward the regulation draw.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't talk anyone out of the Islanders. I'm just, like I say, I'm just sworn I'm just for now pumping the brakes on fading Pittsburgh because I like the vibes that team has going right now. Not saying they the, that uh, uh, they can't lose tonight, but uh, definitely that's that's why I would stay off the Islanders. But I understand the, the 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 reasoning in terms of their back-to-back record. They lost last night. They've been a pretty good bounce-back team. I definitely can see it, but uh, just not in a rush to fade uh, the Penguins right now. Uh, yes, the uh, someone in the chat mentioning uh, D- D- Terry, our good friend there, who uh, tunes us in a lot. Uh, Devils are seven and one their last eight Sunday games, so they've been excellent uh, in Sunday games, no question. But the reason I like the over is because I don't, I don't. I Washington's offense is going right now; they've got everybody back. The goaltending, uh, you know, Aaron Dell in net. He could be in net. No, I, don't, I wouldn't want to back New Jersey with him. I just wouldn't want to. And I think Washington could find the back of the net with him uh, if he is indeed the goal. It hasn't been confirmed yet. You know, maybe it is Blackwood two games, two days in a row, but uh, I would think that's probably going to be Aaron Dell. And and I'd go for goals more than the New Jersey side. uh, If that is indeed the case. Uh, All right. So that is the afternoon games. All those games we just talked about here on the show are all matinee affairs. Uh, We've got the last game on the slate tonight. It's the only night game. Uh, on this Sunday slate, it's the Detroit Red Wings and the Chicago Blackhawks. Chicago minus 185 to minus 190 as home favorites. They opened minus 160 in this game. Let's keep that in mind. This is a 30-cent move on the Blackhawks here uh, in this game. Total five and a half. I, I, I understand what everybody is seeing here. We know Chicago lost last night uh, to the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, all this praise we gave Malcolm Subban and kind of, eh, uh, not 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 his best effort last night. A couple of those weren't his fault, but you know, a situation where it wasn't his best last night in, in net against the uh, Red Wings. Uh, they gave Kevin Lankin an arrest. I would expect Lankin back in tonight. Uh, a fact. Uh, it's probably good for him to get this rest. Uh, he's played a lot, and you could see he was wearing down a bit. He's been giving up a few more goals, been a little bit leaky back there the last few games. But I think the rest is going to help this Detroit Red Wings team. Still very much uh, a banged up hockey team. You know, Dylan. Larkin, uh, injured, uh, right now, uh, you know, the captain of the team, one of the, you know, premier catalysts offensively of this group, Tyler Bertuzzi, uh, out as well, but they got other guys stepping up last night, helping out offensively. Uh, you know, if you saw, uh, on your score alerts, like I did, that Svechnikov, that not, uh, obviously not the Carolina Svechnikov, but, uh, Evgeny Svechnikov scoring a goal from the fourth line last night, uh, for the Detroit Red Wings, uh, against the, uh, Blackhawks but what's been impressive for Detroit in these games they've won you know Larkin being out Bertuzzi being out Bobby Ryan scores a big goal Robbie Fabry's been pretty good Nemesnikov scored and Sam Gagne of all people Sam Gagne is just uh, all of a sudden found the fountain of youth uh, in his last few games for the Detroit Red Wings Uh, he has gotten on the scoreboard multiple games for this uh, Red Wings team and that's good to see a lot of people say Sam Gagne is a really good teammate Uh, So good to see him having some success here in the twilight of his career. Uh, He's definitely uh, given this uh, Detroit Red Wings team offensively a a shot in the arm. No question about that. Uh, But this to me looks like a good bounce back situation for Chicago. Uh, You look at the Detroit Red Wings for the season overall, and what's the one common denominator we've seen from Detroit? Where are the win streaks? Where are the win streaks for the uh, Detroit Red Wings? Uh, That's always the concern. And uh, when you've got these, you know, bottom rung teams, bottom feeder teams like the Detroit Red Wings, you really want to trust them to really put a win streak together. I believe the win last night against Chicago was the first time all year. They had won two games in a row because they beat Nashville uh, the game before that. But uh, other than that, they had always lost following a win. Uh, Now they're playing a Chicago team. Second night of back-to-back games. I'd expect Chicago to play a lot better. Obviously, the price is not good on the money line, but I think what you can do is go down to about minus uh, 115, minus 120 with Chicago in regulation. There's a lot of these sides that I like today, you know, Philly, uh, Chicago, uh, but the money line price is just too high. You've got to trim it down some way. You either have to do the puck line or you got to go regulation. And for me, it's going to be Chicago here uh, in regulation. Uh, in this game you can get that around minus 115 here in this matchup against detroit i think they'll end up uh, bouncing back and getting the victory here alex what's your thoughts here with the uh red wings and blackhawks
1: yeah i mean this line move makes sense obviously the 30sip move from from the open makes sense especially when you look at uh the goalie confirmation that we, you know from Subon to Lincoln. and uh if you go on my you go on our patreon page uh patreon.com slash ice guys i have the goalie rankings i'll have them updated uh around two o'clock three o'clock uh, central time, but that, that's the drop-off, uh, you know, even with, with Subban playing well, it's, I have it as a 25-cent difference between him and Lincoln right now, but this line was too high to begin with at minus 160, in my opinion, even with the fact that, it's a, you know, second night of back-to-backs, and the, it was a close game for the first 25, 26 minutes of play, uh, Hawks end up tying it, and then all of a sudden, uh, it was what, about 16 seconds later, they give up a, a goal, and then they go on to a, a, uh, take a bad penalty, Detroit scores on a power play, make it three, one. And it was just kind of open the floodgates from there. So I do think this is a good bounce back spot for the Hawks tonight. Uh, But the way I would have to attack this would probably be playing this early, uh, you know, live, looking for something around the five minute mark, 10 minute uh, TV timeout mark uh, to hopefully get a better price. Usually these teams kind of tend to to start slow. So if we get a scoreless, uh, you know, even say the Hawks go down one goal, uh, I wouldn't be, uh, you know, scared to, to look to back Chicago in that spot coming back uh, and getting a better price. But even, you know, laying $1. twenty in regulation is a bit high. One good thing is, like you said, lengthening, getting some rest, and, uh, and this team is going to get some rest as well after this game. They won't play until Thursday. Uh, they start a three-game weekend set at home uh, against Tampa Bay. So uh, they're going to, you know, try to empty the gas tank as much as possible to try to get uh, a bounce back win here. So it's a lean with Chicago, but I would say look for something in-game
2: as opposed to uh, playing a higher price on regulation. Yeah, definitely. Again, regulation even right now it was minus 110. There's some spots minus 115, even minus 120 uh, with regulation right now. So you might want to do what Alex does if you like Chicago. Maybe wait, get a better price live in game. I talked about Columbus-Nashville, how Columbus kind of deserved a better fate yesterday. You could really say that about Chicago, believe it or not, yesterday. You look at these uh, margins. Uh, again, 5-3 Detroit last night. Expected goal margin, though, was 3.16 to 1.89 in favor of Chicago. A whopping margin. That is a margin that tells you Chicago actually dominated, you know, in terms of quality chances, good looks at the net. The fact that they scored, you know, the three—the the fact that Detroit only generated 1.89 expected goal margin tells you it was a weak night for the Chicago defense. And Subban in particular, and that—that's what it tells you because the fact that they got five goals when their expected goals in that in, for the hockey game was 1.89, something's off there. Something's something's definitely off there. Chicago uh, had the better of the play. High danger chance advantage for Chicago last night was uh, 16 to nine, you know, in favor of the Blackhawks. So that is not—that's not small margins. You know, you see games where there's like a a, a, mar- a difference of two in the high danger chances or uh, maybe a 0.4, a 0.5 difference in the expected goal margin. This is like a 1.3 difference in expected goal margin in favor of Chicago last night, even though they lost five, three and a 16 to nine edge for them in the high danger chances. So it tells you that, yeah, they lost the game, but it's not like Chicago was garbage. You know, it's not like they played an absolutely terrible hockey game. In fact, they were uh, probably a little bit unfortunate. A fool's gold, Kind of victory, if you ask me, for the Detroit Red Wings. So uh, another reason why I think Chicago is worth the look here uh, in the rematch bounce back situation tonight uh, in the uh, on Sunday night. All right, good stuff. Uh, before actually, you know what? We didn't get to this at the start of the show, so we'll do it at the end of the show before we get the best bets. A brief look back on last night, uh, the Saturday uh, NHL action. I thought the Leafs that was as complete a game as I've seen them play all year. Outstanding job, goaltender out. The goaltender Jack Campbell was outstanding. Uh, But the defense was great. Uh, They all pulled up, you know, pull up their bootstraps. First game without Austin Matthews. And I hope Clint, you know, uh, who's one of our loyal viewers uh, and does a great job with UFC breakdowns and analysis as well. He was talking about a, I don't understand the line move to Edmonton. I said, Matthews is out. That's why. I hope that didn't shy him away from Toronto because I often like backing teams, you know, without the key player in that first game. They all... Pull up the bootstraps. They all, you know, take it on themselves that, hey, we're not a, we're not just a team about Austin Matthews. We're the Toronto Maple Leafs. We're a damn good hockey team overall. We can win without them. And that's exactly what they did. They played an outstanding game. Give them credit. Uh, lots of craziness last night. Montreal Canadiens now 0-2 in the Dominic Ducharme era. They lose in overtime. Much better game, though. They played. They probably deserve the win. Uh, and Jake Allen was certainly much better than Carey Price has been lately. Where does Dominic Ducharme go with the goaltending after that? Uh, that remains to be seen. Uh, the Florida Panthers almost did it again last night. Uh, Come back against Carolina, although Carolina ends up surviving uh, and winning in a shootout. But now that's two games in a row. And that's more than that. There are other games earlier in the season where the Florida Panthers have rallied from a deficit. And they just are, they stick to it. No quitting this hockey team. Uh, really impressed with Florida, even in defeat last night against the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. And we've got to talk about the uh, Wild West shootout at the OK Corral that was the Shark Tank last night with the Blues and the Sharks. Seven to six. It was ping pong, essentially, back and forth on the ice last night. Highlighted, of course, by uh, just a really inc- incredible moment in that game where Jordan Bennington gets pulled. I don't know, and the Blues and Craig Berube and none of the Blues players, none of the Sharks players, set uh, in the post-game press conference. None of them said or revealed if anything was said by a Sharks player to Jordan Bennington as he was skating down the ice after getting pulled. I would assume so. I would hope so because if nobody says anything to Jordan Bennington and he's just going around there pushing guys and you know, you know, clubbing them in the chops with his goal stick like he did to Carlson on the way by Uh, that tells you that maybe he's gone a little coco loco there uh, last night, but uh, yeah, if you didn't see it, he basically gets pulled. He's skating down into the neutral zone. He ends up turning back going to where the San Jose bench is and pushes someone there. He then turns around, skates to the, you know, to go off the ice, then gives Eric Carlson a little poke in the chops with his goal stick. And then Devin Dubnik, got the ire of Devin Dubnik him doing that. So he got out of his crease and went up to Binnington and they pushed and shoved a little bit. And then Binnington finally leaves the ice. So it was a a pretty crazy scene, but uh, not surprised to see that Binnington is a very fiery, uh, laser focused guy. And apparently if, if you start to, you know, get in his face, say something to him or push him or bump him in the crease. We've seen him with a temper. He's got a short fuse, this guy. Uh, And we kind of saw that last night uh, against the uh, San Jose Sharks. Uh, The Blues get a much needed win. They're decimated to shit right now. This Blues team with injuries up front, Uh, the blue line, Carl Gunnarsson is a huge loss on the blue line defensively. One of their better shutdown defensemen. I'm not going to say they're going to be in a seven, six track meet, obviously every night without Gunnarsson because he's out the rest of the season, but, I am saying that St. Louis might have to score a little bit more moving forward because that is a big absence for them uh, on defense. Uh, Alex, anything uh, from you that uh, stuck out and any thoughts from Saturday night's NHL action?
1: Yeah, I just wanted to uh, make a quick note to Boston. just scored to make it 2-0 uh, in that game uh, still in the first period. So I, I grabbed the next-to-goal score prop <laughs> and cashed that as well. So uh, like I said, yeah, it was just a, a kind of a wild night uh, for Saturday. I mean, I guess we kind of expected to. See some of the unexpected. When you have 14 games, usually those those big card nights will have uh, you know some some crazy ending, endings and finishes and different things. Uh, like you said, the 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 Sharks Blues game was the most entertaining by far. I know a lot of people on Twitter said it was you know they weren't a fan of it, and I know I know some people who don't like to see these big uh, high scoring affairs and stuff that you know lack kind of lack of defense and bad goaltending. But it's not too bad every once in a while. You don't want it to be a regular occurrence, obviously, but. Uh, you know I, uh, late at night on a Saturday, I'd rather watch a seven six battle than a you know a one nothing or a two one kind of snooze fest. so uh, and like you said with Bennington, you know he's the kind of guy he like said he's very emotional. We've seen him in a couple of interviews and different things where uh, you know if he's starting to get a little rattled and and I understand that this whole team's probably getting rattled right now. Uh, like you said with the, all the injuries mounting and the losses, they know what division they're in. they know that the the teams that they have to face, uh you know things are going south of them pretty quickly, so. Uh, I would only take that win with a, a bit of a grain of salt. I might even look to fade uh, St. Louis again in, in their next game uh, potentially because, like I said, that, that just was a, a really sloppy outing by them, even though they were able to get the win. I mean, it was it's also you got to look at, you know, who they played. San Jose, not that great of a club. Uh, like you mentioned we talked about with the Hawks how, you know, the bad fortune they had. They were playing, you know, solid hockey, and then all of a sudden the floodgates opened up for Detroit. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, we've seen them with a couple teams, like you said, in Montreal as well. Uh, that really bummed me out. I was on Montreal regulation, you know, for them to lose that one in overtime. But, you know, like I said, Ducharme's got to look at giving Jake Allen the start uh, moving forward, making him the number one guy because he clearly played better than uh, what Price did in his last couple of outings. So that's something to, to definitely keep a note of. And like I said, I'll be adjusting my goalie rankings uh, on Patreon in the next couple of hours. So I'll have, uh, you know, those updates reflected as well as the injuries we talked about with Buffalo and Columbus and sorts.
2: All right. Good stuff. And yeah, Terry Edelman, calm down. I mean, I know you're Wilder playing well. Uh, I understand that. But last night was L.A. I mean, you know, and that was a good win. though. they're playing great. I don't want to take everything away from them. But I'll mention them in a Saturday recap when they're beating Colorado, you know, like they did a few weeks ago or when they're beating St. Louis or they're beating, uh, you know, uh, an upper echelon uh, team uh, in the uh, NHL. Uh, But that was a good win again for Minnesota. And they are. They're playing the six wins in a row now. Uh, for the Minnesota Wild. Uh, Great hockey, Kareel the Thrill, Kaprizov. I mean, every night he's uh, dashing and, you know, end-to-end rushes and great passing and great release. I mean, this this kid, it's something to get excited about finally here in Minnesota. And the biggest thing too is like, and I mentioned it on Twitter last night, this is the cleanest passing
1: wild team I've ever seen. I've lived up here 12 years. Uh, They finally have that figured out where they can move the puck, you know, around, you know, they had all the talent in the world years ago. Uh, when, you know, Parise and Suter came in and, you know, they still had, uh, you know, uh, healthy Gabrick, they still had, a, you know, healthy uh, Koivu, they just weren't getting things, you know, uh, you know, situated properly, like I said, and that was the thing, especially in their power play, they'd make the extra pass, so it'd be sloppy passes, now they're moving the puck well, and that opens up uh, the ice for all these guys, and they're a great skating team, they have been for years, so now they're putting it together offensively, um, and you know, as Seemingly uh, taking that number one role now, and you have a solid backup in Cantal. But this is a wild team to really uh, be on the lookout for, especially with Colorado and St. Louis kind of trending downward a little bit at times. Uh, you know, Vegas not having uh, the amount of offense, and they're going to be playing Vegas this week. So really interesting to see how the Wild and, and Knights uh, shape up in, in their meetings. But this is a wild team that's definitely on the rise right now.
2: There you go. When they play Vegas, and if they beat Vegas, Terry, we'll give we'll give props um, um, props among props among props for the Minnesota Wild if they play well uh, later this week uh, against the Vegas Golden Knights. No question about that. But no, there's a lot to like. Like the, the this team was just uh, just you know was like watching paint dry to watch Minnesota Wild hockey uh, for so many years, and to see some skill, some flash, some dash, some speed, some talent, some vision, some passing, some crisp playmaking. You know, all of this stuff. Like, where the hell was it for years for the Minnesota Wild? Uh, and we're seeing it right now. And it's been good to see. They filled the back of the net. Zuccarello's now, now these healthies playing well. Joel, Joel Erickson Eck has been, you know, yeah. revelation for them. What is, did, I don't think they expected this kind of offense out of him this year. Uh, he's been great. Yeah,
1: I mean, not at all, really. I mean, he was truly just kind of a defensive forward, you know, kill penalties, uh, you know, back check. Well, you know, no one expected him to really kind of develop this this kind of a two way game right now. He's definitely uh, a guy who's going to be on the rise and, you know, give props to Coach Dean Everson. I think he's got to be uh, in line to be one of the finalists for the Adams Award at the end of the year. He has really turned things around to like, the culture of this whole team. Uh, has changed since he's uh taken the helm and you know it's gonna be interesting once you know this starting to let fans back in. I think March third is when they're gonna be about ten percent capacity, fifteen percent capacity. That's gonna really amp things up uh for the while because this is a, a team where if this was a packed house every night, that game last night, you know, ending on a buzzer beater, the the downtown here would have been going nuts uh with that game, you know, and, and that that momentum uh with the fans would really be carrying over even more so than they're playing right now. So uh, you know, like I so said, things are looking really bright right now for the Wild.
2: Yeah, when things are good and things are really going well for the Minnesota Wild, that city gets into it. There's no question about that. And uh, they've definitely got a little – you know what? Dean Dean Everson was a fierce competitor, tough as nails. He could play a little bit too in his playing days. But what Dean Everson, I think, has brought to this Minnesota team more than anything is their the board battles, the one-on-one puck battles, the tenacity mm-hmm. to say, I'm going to take the puck, you're not. From me yep. that they've done a better job with. They're just harder to play against harder team, tougher team to play against, you know, the, the puck battles, the board battles, just the grunt work, you know, and you yep. need some of that. You can have all the skill and the talent, the passing, the ability to finish around the net you, as you want. If you don't have that, a that will to say, you know what? It's a one-on-one battle for a loose puck. I'm getting it. You're not. Minnesota has got a lot more of that and they're winning a lot more of those battles now.
1: And, and one last thing I'll say about this, too, is that this is a really big step for them as well, because when they get back in the Central Division next year, you know, keep in mind, everything will kind of, you know, reset to what we saw in the years previous. And then they add in Arizona. They're going to be, you know, uh, kind of, you know, tested well to play in, in that kind of style because uh, the physicality that they're facing against the you know teams like Colorado, who will be also back in the division, but uh, the Vegas and the L.A.s and the Anaheims, uh, when you can beat those teams, think look back with the Hawks in, in, you know, in the last decade when they were able to beat those West Coast teams uh, who played them physical and beat them up, but they're still able to you know find ways to match the physicality just enough, and then of course use their skill and speed to win. That's a great advantage for the Wild to kind of get some. You know, I think that's something we're gonna have to look at moving forward next season. Is you know how did the division realignment for this year help teams for next year? I think for example the North Division things might go south for a lot of those Canadian teams because they're playing one another when they get back to being in the Atlantic with the Tampa Bays and Bostons of the world, you know, things might be a little different. But I think some of these central division teams, uh, the Western division teams, you know, right now will be, you know, looking a little bit sharper because they've had to play a different style of hockey for the most part in that Western division.
2: All right. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. That's definitely – there's definitely some truth to that, and it'll be interesting to see how that schedule – Uh, Works itself out, and if that if it does make that impact, it definitely has the potential to, no question. So there we go, a little Minnesota Wild talk for Terry, one of our loyal viewers. I know he appreciates five minutes uh, of Minnesota Wild chatter, but hey, they've earned it. You know they have played well, Uh, six wins in a row for the uh, Minnesota Wild, and again, Colorado, a nice win against them for one of those wins uh, as well. All right, before we get to best bets uh, for this Sunday NHL slate, uh, we've got to take care of business here for the Hockey Podcast Network. To remind you, as always, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account. And when you do, use the promo code THPN, which, of course, stands for the Hockey Podcast Network. You'll get a sign-up bonus. There's weekly specials. You have the opportunity to get bet boosts and bet bonuses as well. All kinds of uh, inside uh, deals and bonuses at your disposal. All you got to do, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up, and use the promo code THPN. All right, best bet time to, uh, for this Sunday. How about a 3-0 sweep for best bets on the Saturday uh, show yesterday? We all got it done. Alex had the over in the first period with Kings Wild. Jimmy had a great call with the Habs Jets under. Uh, that was a no sweat. Obviously, Blue Sharks, no sweat. Uh, over 5.5 in a 7-6 to six game. Uh, that's always nice to see. Uh, hopefully, we can bring you an encore today with the uh, best bets. Alex, what do you got for your best bet today?
1: I'm going with the Flyers in regulation, minus $1.10. And, you know, I liked this one enough yesterday, almost making the best bet. But I uh, just kept it as a regular play in a cash. And like I said, you know, this is a, a tale of two teams going in opposite directions. Flyers getting healthy, moving upward. Uh, and, you know, the Sabres are dealing with the injury bug and, and trending downward. So I think it's a great price here for uh, Philly to make it two in a row. go with uh, you know, the best bet in regulation.
2: Yeah, I mean, we're just uh, treating the Sabres like that human piñata right now. We're just uh, just taking that stick and whacking them while they're down right now. And it's uh, yeah, tough times right now uh, for the Buffalo Sabres. And I wish I could tell you guys in the chat about Jack Eichel, since uh, Alex mentioned that as his game is his best bet, Philadelphia in regulation. Um, I, I don't have an update. All we know is that he's day-to-day. They're, they're evaluating it day by day. They said he's only out they, – they only ruled him out yesterday's game. They didn't say for sure, yeah, he's out for Sunday's game as well. And so we don't have that update yet. I would say that probably by the time we get to the uh, pregame skate around, which is about 30 minutes before puck drop, it's probably when we'll have a better indication of whether uh, Eichel is in or not. But, uh, yeah, it is a day-to-day thing for him with his uh, lower body injury. So Alex is on Philadelphia, minus 115 in regulation for his best bet. Mine is going to be also a a regulation play, uh, but mine's going to be the night game. It's Chicago. Uh, We're going with Alex's Blackhawks tonight in regulation, minus 110 against Detroit. Uh, I don't trust Detroit to win three in a row. Hell, they haven't done that all year. And again, when you look at last night's 5-3 win for Detroit, you look at some really shabby advanced numbers in that game, which point to maybe a game that should have had a different outcome. Chicago dominating high danger chances, Chicago dominating the expected goal margin. I think they get the bounce back win tonight. We're going with Chicago in regulation, minus 110 against Detroit for my best bet on this Saturday, or on this Sunday, I should say, uh, NHL card. And that'll wrap up the show. Thank you to everyone for tuning in live on YouTube. A reminder seven days a week. We're the only NHL show that's on seven days a week from a betting standpoint. Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, live on our YouTube channel. Uh, and also Saturday, Sunday, noon Eastern on our YouTube channel. And if you can't watch the show live, you can download the Ice Guys in audio podcast form on all major podcast providers. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Sunday. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow on Monday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.